0: Welcome to this special edition of a live podcast of Veckans Safaris Holbert's pod here held here at the Swedish American Executive Women's Conference. My name is Jessica Sidiberg woodarm I have been working with sustainability and communication for the last 25 years. This podcast is all about business crucial sustainability work. We're going to talk both about environmental, social and economic issues. And here with me today, I have the global managing director of McKinsey and Company, Mr. Dominic Barton
1: good to be here.
0: Yes, much welcome to you and uh, you have had 29 years within the firm. You have a focus of capital and you are very active in very many different boards. You have worked in Asia, Canada, US and UK and also in Africa. You received multiple awards and you have done this for your leadership within business and uh, communities and you are responsible for the gender diversity initiative that you have started with uh, the McKinsey and Company and today you will receive the Swedish American uh, com- Commerce of commu- ah, the Swedish American uh, Commerce of uh, Chambers of Commerce uh, the New York Mentor Award and that's only given to business leaders who have significant, significantly encouraged and su- supported women in business. So what do you see as business crucial uh, sustainability work?
1: Well, I think uh, business leaders have an important role to play beyond just their business. You know, Adam Smith said it's the duty of the entrepreneur to take care of the society in which they operate. So you, you don't just create shareholder value you you have to have a license to operate which means you have to be responsible for the community and that includes all the things you just mentioned the environment uh, the social and, and also just the, the general uh, conditions in which people are working and what's yeah. how society operates so that's the uh, I think we should walk the talk if you will and so that's what we try and do but you know business people are busy but we have a broader set of uh, stakeholders that we have to make sure we are dealing with.
0: But what have been your focus within these years? Because you have done so many different things in so many parts of the world. What, what has been the focus to, to really gain sustainability for, for McKinsey & Company?
1: Well. It, it's a pretty broad firm, right? We have about 20,000 people. So there's a bunch of people doing things in all areas. We have a very significant climate change practice. Jeremy Oppenheim has been a leader, so we d- developed the carbon cost curve. Uh, we're doing a lot of work in renew- renewables. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of work on women, as i mentioned. This mentioned. It's, it's not me, only there's many people working on this, just the, the, to increase the role that women play in business, but also more broadly in society. Um, And then we do a lot. I'm I'm personally very interested in this capitalism, long-term capitalism, because I think our capitalist system has become much more short-term, focused on quarterly earnings. It's become more narrow, just focused on shareholder value, not stakeholder value. And it's become less owner-operated. So that's a, a particular area of interest, too, I've been pushing in the last few years. So how do we... And that includes all the dimensions we talk about. For capitalism to work, it's got to be inclusive, um,
0: and and it also has to work within the boundaries that's that's both for for people and, and the planet. Yeah. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, these are all they're, they're all part of the same equation. They're mm. not they're not trade-offs. It isn't about if I you know I can save cost by not worrying about environmental issues. You you it all comes together. And and business leaders I think understand that, but need, we need to make sure that that is the case, or we're gonna all have difficulty. Hmm.
0: Well, you worked a lot, and you meet a lot of different companies and people all over the world. I'm very interested to hear what kind of trend within sustainability do you see right now?
1: Well, I'd say there's maybe two aspects to it. One is we've got some very big challenges coming. If I just take the, let's take the energy and environmental, the climate change side of it. We every year we're going to have 65 million people moving into cities, mm-hmm. and that is... That can can be disastrous in the sense of the environmental impact because that's the transportation, the housing, the energy, all of the the consumption that goes with that. We have to manage that very carefully, but that's a big You can't do anything about, you can't stop it. There's going to be 65 million people a year going into these cities. That's a big problem. Mm -hmm. The second is is where we get to another shift that's going on is 2.2 billion people are going to enter the middle class in the next 15 years. That means they're going to want to consume, like other middle class in the rest of the world. They're going to want to eat, they're going to want to buy cell phones, they're going to have refrigerators, they to need transportation. So the demand on our Earth's resources is going to go up very significantly. We've never seen this scale of increase in demand in our human history. So we're already at well beyond, I think, the bounds of, what, of how to manage ourselves responsibly, given what's happening to temperatures on the planet. Uh, But it's going to get worse if we're not careful. So the demand for food, energy, and water is going to go up. Our prediction is by 2030, if we don't use water efficiently, use Mm -hmm. the technology, be much more careful about how we do irrigation, just as one example, irrigation, we will have a a 40% excess demand for water than supply by 2030. So these are
0: it's very close shift. by. It's
1: very close. It's not way out there. It's it's happening now. And this isn't just about climate change, it's about resource scarcity. So that's a, the, these are that's, that's the first part. See these forces are making it harder to we're going to have to deal with it and deal with it quickly. Mm-hmm. The good news is that we've I actually literally in the last year, 2014, we actually saw we're seeing GDP growth without increased emissions, mm-hmm. if you will. And so you know, for example, specifically in twenty fourteen, emissions from the energy sector did not grow. No, quite remarkable, even though the global GDP grew at three yeah. percent. So that's exciting to me that there is actually you have broken the the, the, the broken, trend. Broken the trend, mm-hmm. and I'm also excited by seeing what President Xi in China, President Obama in the U.S., what Modi is saying in, the, in some of our most populous, you know, demand-using places on the planet. Real commitment to want to. Shift it. Um, so I'm I'm feeling like we've hit a. I don't want to I don't want to be, be overly overly confident. You know, one year is not a trend, but there's something going on which can be good. And I think we can have growth and less emissions. But we've just got to be much more thoughtful of how we do it. Things like the circular economy. Let's reuse our resources. Let's think Let's about
0: share our our our. our or Share,
1: uh, exactly. uh,
0: sharing no. economy is, is very big it's now very with Airbnb big. and uh, with taxis and, and and everything, and everything thought, is I'm, coming.
1: I think that's going to have a very profound effect and quick quick effect on how we use resources. So I, that part makes me feel confident, but we've got a it not just going to happen magically. We're no. going to have to work at it.
0: Yes, so there are positive uh, things that you can look ahead on and see that there are, are very much uh, power to to enforce and, and make difference within sustainability. So I, I was also wondering who or what gives you inspiration for uh, sustainability, especially today when we're at the women's conference?
1: I think there's a lot of people. I, I, mean, I think the, the Swedish-American Chamber of Commerce is one such group of just not only what they're doing for women, but what they do in terms of sharing best practices between Sweden and the U.S., there's a lot of, it's a, as, I, as I call it, a race to the top. It's it's taking ideas in society. There's very good things going on in Sweden, I think, in how this economy works, the innovation that goes on. This this economy punches way above its weight on all dimensions. Inclusiveness is another one. It's a, it's a much more inclusive society than we see, for example, in the United States. And so I think having bodies or agencies that try and help us learn what is it about the infrastructure or the welfare state or how people interact, how business leaders work. These are all good things. Mm-hmm. There are business leaders that are doing very good things on, the, on that front. I'm inspired by a number of the Swedish business leaders. Hans Vesterberg at Ericsson, I think, is a, you know he's operating in one of the fastest moving industries in the world, but he's he's very inclusive in his mindset from an environmental Point of view from a women point of view, he he walks the talk, mm. uh, if if you will. Um, so, uh, there, there, Paul Pullman at Unilever, uh, very much he's a businessman. He's there to make money for Unilever, but he does it in a way that's much more sustainable, both from a environmental point of view, how we use our resources, but also from a inclusiveness with women. I think he's a real leader. So there's. There are quite a number of role models, I think, that are emerging out there that that, that spur all of us to do better.
0: And today you get the award for for doing great work for getting more women into business uh, and leader positions. I would like to end with uh, asking you to take a a card, pick a card from this uh, Oblique Strategies. You can uh, read on the card and then reflect freely. Uh, What does it say?
1: State the problem in words as clearly as possible. Okay,
0: great. State the problem in words as clearly as possible.
1: Hmm? Which we have many problems. Yeah, you can choose freely. It's up to you. I think it's how do we continue to grow at above 3% of rate globally, hopefully 5, without melting the planet? Hmm. That's my question.
0: And uh, thank you so much, Dominic Barton, Global Managing Director of McKinsey & Company, for attending this uh, special live pod here at the Women's Executive Conference. Uh, I'm Jessica siderberg Woodman. This is Vikkans Affairs Holberg's pod.
1: Thank you very much, Jessica.